Hey friends, welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. Happy Saturday. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs, and our Christmas party continues with nine ladies dancing. Well, just two of us dancing along to Phil Wickham's music. What you hear in the background is from his album, Christmas. Make sure you grab a copy. Listen, today you are in for a treat. My friend, Melinda Doolittle, you may know her as an American Idol contestant for her music. She is just incredibly talented, award-winning, just absolutely one of the best. And we said she showed up in her onesie. She is a Christmas hero of mine. I knew we needed her on the 12 Days of Christmas. So get ready for two ladies dancing and telling lots of stories. Here's my friend, Melinda Doolittle. Melinda, we jumped right in. We did. And, but you're telling a story about Dave Barnes. You said, this is what you said. Oh, my favorite story of Dave Barnes is the day I almost died. Well, yeah. And I'm I'm slightly dramatic, so let me start But no, there. that's great. However. I'm way into it. We were both on the same show in Colorado. You originally said same bill. Same bill. That I know. so fancy, It's Melinda. very fancy. We were, basically, we were just on the same show. Yes. And... I didn't understand the altitude or what altitude sickness was. Oh. And so I had like the a splitting headache that entire day and didn't realize that. Oh, what and didn't it was. know why. You just no. thought, man, I've got the worst. And headache. nobody people were like saying drink water, but I didn't un- like You're like, like, tell me something. They that didn't helps. say it like yeah. like that's like your life <laughs> at that altitude. So I wasn't really drinking that much water. So I get on stage to sing after having danced around to Oh, Dave. so you've like sweated and like Dave lived your life. Has oh, girl. sung his tail off. And it was one of my favorite shows I'd ever seen. Oh, I believe it. So I'd been dancing. And then I walk up on stage to try to do my part. Mm-hmm. And I got through my first song and I was like, something's weird. Like I'm lightheaded. <laughs> what did it feel like? Oh, lightheaded. And I can't really catch my breath. But yeah. we're just going to keep trucking. Yeah. And we get to this song, Home from the Wiz, which is like like I'm belting this ballad and holding out the longest note. And I just literally start to see stars. And I was like, oh, no. this is how I die. <laughs> like I'm, I literally die singing this song. <laughs> Right after Dave Barnes. Oh, my god! And gosh. so he holds a special place in my so heart. So what did you do? Did you stop? I, st- I finished the note. Yes, you did. And then I said to the audience, I'm going to need a second. And I walked off the stage and they had oxygen. <gasps> so you just had to breathe for a I minute? I did. I did. <laughs> I thought. And I was like, that I, I could have died. And I don't know what no. was happening. Yes. I just didn't quite get it. Yeah. When and, I went to Colorado this summer for vacation, my, um, how do I say this politely? my systems just all didn't work right. Oh, no, yeah. I didn't know that happened in altitude. I didn't know mm-hmm. your body just maintained, you, it held on to everything. It, it holds everything and I your clothes know. don't fit. Right. Things happen. I went through a real, yeah, <laughs> a surprisingly dark couple of days <laughs> because I was like, my clothes should be fit. Mm-mm, it's because of they don't. the altitude. Yes, and yeah. imagine had you brought just one pair of show clothes. Oh, wow. And you wanted to fit into that. And that was just Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I... I, I love Dave is all I can say. That's right. I that's do what, not that's look what we're back on say. that show <laughs> with fond memories, but I love Dave. Oh, my gosh. How long yeah. ago was this? That Gosh, that had to be like six years ago. Okay. Like it's been quite some time. Yeah. And now I just kind of creepily stalk him because well, sure. we don't like – we don't travel in the same circles very often, right, so right. I just kind of like will like a post. And I thought like, he'd be at that soccer he? game with us a couple of weeks ago. Oh, see, he originally talked about being there, and so I was like, oh yeah, but he wasn't with us. Oh, yeah. well, and then I you would have 
gotten to see firsthand how creepy I actually am in person. <laughs> when I like don't really know you, but I'm like a real fan and I can't quite handle myself. Girl, I can't Just, either. One of the most embarrassing things for me is to listen back to podcast episodes of people that I'm a fan of. Oh, that's fair. And then I have to listen to myself and I'm like, Mm-mm. you, ma'am, I need you to act better than that. I, <laughs> no. So embarrassing. I've come to the conclusion that this is like my life at this point to the point where like Lee Greenwood tells other people <gasps> his being story. American. Yeah. Like his story of meeting me is so embarrassing that he tells it. No. Because what'd you do? Well, we <laughs> was were, it on American Idol or was no, it? No, this was the Dove Awards. Okay. I'm singing like Michael W. Smith had written this song to raise money for Haiti. Sure. And like there's all these different artists on this song and I'm one of them. And so we all come together for the Doves to sing uh-huh. on this song. And I'm like, I I gave myself a pep talk before it happened and sure. I was like, hey Melinda you're like Winona Judd, Amy Grant, like all these people are going to be there. Uh-huh. Don't be stupid. <laughs> and so like I was prepped. Like I did the rehearsal. Don't I did the stupid. performance. Everything was fine. I didn't say anything crazy. But then after the performance, we were in the green room and Lee Greenwood came behind me and uh-huh. tapped me on the shoulder. And that was the first thing. I wasn't prepped. Yeah, you didn't know. Because he, he came right. from behind. And so I turned around and he was like, I just love the tone of your voice on your solo. and But I saw Lee Greenwood sure. and I panicked sure. and I just screamed, I'm proud to be an American. No. Like, that was it. <laughs> that was it. I have never And my best story. friend, thank God, was with me and she just took my hand and led me away. The girl who sings so good? Yeah. Tell she, me her name again. She literally led me away. Oh. Kelly is her name. Just led me away and was like, no, well, you can't fix this. And you just yelled, I'm proud. I just yelled in his face. <laughs> Melinda, you can't you can't be awkward when people meet you because everyone knows who you are and everyone loves you. So so famous people come up and talk to you a lot. It mm-hmm. right, and yeah. so you just have to be cool, but you can't. No, I'm not. It's <laughs> it's tragic often, and I literally like I prep myself. Yeah, I really do because I know that things will come out of my mouth. But it's also why I have grace for people who come up to me and sure. say things like. I like popcorn. And that's all they can think of in that moment. And I'm like, I get it. Right. Let's talk popcorn. That's you right. Know? So I'll gives... always say to the friend who's with the friend who says the thing that she's embarrassed about, yeah. I'll say to the friend, when y'all get in the car, do not let her shame herself. This was fine. This was fine. Yeah. This oh, was that's absolutely really nice. fine. You tell her that I enjoyed this. You remind her when she's recapping yes. this to you later that this went fine. <laughs> I literally, like, I... My brain always goes back to, am I allowed to talk about Dirty Dancing on your yeah, podcast? Yeah, of course, yes. It's one of, I love that movie. Yeah. And when she's like, I carried a watermelon, and that's what she says to him the first time <laughs> she meets you know, right. Johnny. Like, that is me all the time. Yeah. And so I have many watermelon moments, and I feel like I need grace for anyone who has it. Who so. haven't you met yet that you feel like, when I meet him or her, I've got to be prepped. Don't tap me on the shoulder. Let me see your name like, on the bill, me, and I know you're coming with me. Gosh. Um, gosh, I've already embarrassed myself in front of so many people. I'm trying to uh-huh. think of who it would be. Because, like, Reba can't tap me on the shoulder. I can't be tapped no, by Reba. I, thankfully, I, the first time I met her, I saw it coming. The first time. So, Y'all are like friends. Well, yeah, just call uh, it. We know each other. 
Like we can Only say, that hey. everybody knows you. That's and what happens with an American Idol not, star. You know what? It's all of America watches this. That show is nuts. Yeah, because <laughs> my dad calls it his singing show, by the way. It's, he oh, loves his it. singing yeah, show. Yeah, he said, I'm watching my singing show. It, it, it's crazy because like you forget that like a whole country and now other yes. countries have watched you kind of grow into who you are. Yes. And so, so not so only much ownership, right? do they know you, but they, they own, like mm. there's a, there's a bit of ownership there that sometimes presents itself in a beautiful way and yeah. sometimes not so beautiful. Yeah. But it, it causes issues for me when I run into like celebrities that yeah. I'm just such a huge fan of. Right. That they walk up and they're like, hey, Melinda, and I'm not ready for them to know my name. That's right. So I'm just like, oh, uh, uh. right. and I can't quite recover. Yeah. I just, I can't think of like who. Is there anyone else that you like loved meeting? Oh, gosh. Gladys Knight. Oh, get out of here. I mean, she's my hero uh-huh. in life. And, um, I just, she's midnight train to Georgia, right? She's midnight train to Gosh, Georgia. And I, um, the first time I met her, she sang on our finale. And I, that's I, right. I did a trio with her of midnight train to I Georgia. I mean, when she walks in, when they say to you, okay, so for the finale, Gladys Knight, and you're like, are you? Well, and let me be clear that she, it was supposed to be a surprise for me, but the, the producers of Idol had seen how I'd reacted to every other <laughs> mentor and star that we'd had. And yeah. they were like, you know what? We want to prep you. Yeah, that's right. Just so you, you know, you say the right thing. Yeah, that's right. Because we're so going to be recording this. They're like, it's yeah. Gladys yeah. Knight. And I yeah. was like, oh. Uh-huh. So like, I mean, just her class and just yeah. walking in a room, like it just has informed kind of how I handle a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. I try to be as classy as p- mm-hmm. possible. I mean, I still wear onesies in public. I have Right one now. On. Yeah. Well, we're also doing a Christmas episode, so it feels very apropos. It is very apropos. But I um, just her class and her grace and her ability to be so kind and loving to mm-hmm. people that mm-hmm. she did not know yeah. and didn't have to be kind to us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like she was... Gladys Knight. Knight. So she can do whatever she wants. And the fact that she took time with each of us Uh and any questions that we had, any concerns that we had, she wanted to hear it and she wanted to pour into us. And she's still that way with me. I I don't take that kind of stuff lightly, you know. So she's kind of informed the type of artist that I want to continue to be. Tell me what you see and learn from her as an older black woman to you that I don't experience from her. Um, I think especially, especially for her beginning as an artist, she had to fight just to perform in certain venues. Okay. Like there were times where she wasn't allowed to use the bathroom in a venue that where she was singing. the headliner Can of. Can you even She wasn't allowed imagine. to walk through the front door. She like, and so the fight of it all, the kind of travel, the kind of hotels she had to stay in that were okay for yeah. her to stay in that that her entire audience would have never even looked at. Do you know what right. I'm saying? And I think the biggest thing for me is singing for and having grace for the people who saw her as less than. Mm. And I don't... Um, yeah, because how do you perform yeah. in front of an audience that yeah. won't share a bathroom with you? That's the thing. Like... They they'll pay for a ticket yeah. and they will be and they'll so buy your albums. Happy. Yes, and so there's there's um, what a weird there's dichotomy. this dichotomy of just like um, 
they love what you bring to the table, but also don't see it in real life as enough. And it is a, it's, she handled it with such grace uh-huh. and poise that um, I literally, I've had some people say some interesting things to me, like after shows. And even I, my audience sometimes talks to me during the show because I like to make it, you know, kind of a banter thing back yeah. and forth. And they will say some very interesting things. Like to racist me. things? Yeah. You know, like, um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. They bring up politics a lot and I don't. I love to not bring it up Listen. because I'm like, nobody wants to talk about that. We're here to have some joy (laughs) and this does not bring joy. Yeah. So they will bring up certain things just all the time or they'll come up to me afterwards and be like, man, I didn't think I was going to enjoy a colored person performing. My word. But I really did. And I'm like, right. Okay. Yeah. And it, I think. And I am sure because I know you, you are so kind to them. Oh, because, like, I get it. I get it. They are older. A lot of them are much older. My audience is quite old mm-hmm. <laughs> and beautiful and wonderful. And um, I see in them, I see my grandfather mm. who would say things sometimes where I'd be like, hey, you can't, you can't say that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not how we, that's not how we talk anymore. Mm-hmm. And he had to learn. And I see people that maybe didn't have a person in their life that, that said, hey, that's not that's not a cool word to use anymore. Yeah. Like, let's find something else. Yeah. And so it gives me some grace. Um, but watching somebody like Gladys Knight come from where she was mm-hmm. to now and still have so much love and so much to give to her audience, mm-hmm. it it brings something out of me, just a just a wanting to to give back in a way that lets people see the best Mm -hmm. of what my race has to offer, what our music has to offer, all of that. I just want them to walk out seeing, hey, like even if I walked in here not loving uh, black people Mm -hmm. and I walked in here thinking less of this particular encounter Mm -hmm. with an Mm African-American gave me all the joy and the hope that I could ever want. Yeah, And so I'm like... I think it's it's brought something out of me that I didn't know I was capable of, yeah. and I love that. Who's your Mount Rushmore of people, of artists you look to that you're like, these are the people who made me want to do this as a job? Oh, Gladys Knight is yeah. my first. Stevie Wonder. Oh. Um, I mean, have you met him? I have met him briefly, Ugh. and he literally, somebody said, hey, this is Melinda Doolittle. And he was like, you're the My Funny Valentine girl. Oh. So he knew like a song I had sung on Idol and I literally was like, (laughs) and that's (laughs) what our picture was. For sure. It's just me looking like an idiot. Um, I love him. And then Barbara Streisand. Yes. I was thinking her name. I was thinking, what's the difference in what you've learned from Gladys Knight and Barbara Streisand? I've never met Barbara Streisand. Really? She might be the one that I wouldn't. Like I that might pass so out. That so surprises me that you haven't met her. I it is my goal in life is to be the Black Barbara Streisand. Okay, like I, it's all I've I ever wanted. That, I've I love, I love the style of music. Like I love singing classic, like Broadway, jazz, yeah, standards kind like of stuff. Standard, yeah, music. And she just is the epitome of tying stories together and tying songs together. Uh-huh. And I've I've watched every video. I've learned so much. And then her control over her voice. I don't, I can't, I can't even, yeah. I can't, like, I'm trying to grow my fingernails out to be like her at okay. this point. Like, that's where we are. I, I feel like you, you're probably one or two degrees from her, like real I'm, degrees. Like, literally, 
Yeah. I think I'm like maybe two degrees from her yeah. in a lot of okay. in a lot of friendships. Yep. And but I think that my friends don't trust what I would do. <laughs> they're like, all like, give her a few more years yeah. and then we'll let her meet Barbara Streisand. I think they're like, mm, it's not time yet. Yeah. So I'm I'm working on it. It's my goal. Okay, it's Barbara Streisand, Stevie Wonder, Gladys last night. There's actually one more face on Mount Rushmore. There's four. Can I have one more? Oh, I know. That's sorry. Hard. <laughs> Golly, I don't even know. Okay, that made me like want to sing. Yeah, or that it Whitney inspires Houston. you. Listen, I what a loss! She, what a loss! Yeah, like I think I just have never seen somebody with so much joy on stage and so much just heartache off stage, and it just made me connect with the fact that there's something about being on stage that lets you release that for even just a moment. Mm. And um, That's interesting. I, I don't, there's just something, um, it's the hugest loss to me. Her and Michael Jackson for yes. me are just, I can't even imagine. Did that. you ever see Whitney Houston live? No. Before? Me either. No. Or Michael. Like I yeah, was, me either. I, those were two that I just had always wanted to see live. And I think their deaths did something for me. Um, I didn't used to go to a lot of concerts really in the past because music like I drive in silence because I'm always learning music. I've been in this business for over 20 years now. Music is just like it had become a job to me. Yes. And so I didn't go to a bunch of shows or anything like that. But after Whitney and Michael died, I was like, wait a minute. Mm. I need to see the people that mean something to me. So then I bought tickets to see Gladys Knight, tickets to see Stevie Wonder. Bruno Mars is still the best show I think I've ever seen him. I've heard he's the best show that exists. Um, And he he makes the most per head on merch. Do you know that? He makes something in the 60s per head, $60. And just for our friends listening, I like it. What what we do is at the end of a show, you divide up how much money your merch table made, uh, divided by how many people are there. And that's kind of the number that the business people want on the business side. And I'm in the like, $2, $3 $2, $3 if I'm having I'm a great like, show. I'm at 50 cents, so yeah. that's great. <laughs> and he is running $60 ahead. What in the world? He, because apparently the show, you don't want to leave without a token of what you experienced. Yeah. Had I not needed to drive all the way back home from Memphis that night and do a show the next day, I probably would have stayed to buy merch. Yeah. But it was worth driving yeah. that one day. Do you know, my the show that is floating out there that I've never seen is George Strait. Have you ever seen George Strait? <sighs> no. Okay. Okay, this is a thing that you're going to have to teach me. Okay. I don't care for country music. Okay, that's I know okay I've with me. I've lived here for like a lot of years. Uh, yeah, you have like lived here a lot of years. Like years at this point. <laughs> and I'm, I try so hard. And I watch your Instagram stories and I watch everything that you post about country music. And I'm yeah. like, this is the time. Sure. And then I live. What is it you don't like? Is it the instruments? Um... Is it the is it the cheesy lyrics that you've encountered? It's some of the cheesy lyrics. It's that's mostly the dudes. Yeah, I'm gonna give that to the yeah dudes the bro for the country most part. situation. The, the girls like have more poignant lyrics. Yeah, sometimes it's the twang of it all. Yep, and it's the it's the instruments mm-hmm. and it's yep. the um, it's the more so the lack of chord changes. Okay. Oh, to be fair, most most country songs do stay within one chord for the whole show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Song. Like maybe three chords in a in uh-huh. a song. Yes. And I grew up listening to like classic soul music, so like they use all kinds of chords and gospel yeah. music. Yeah. So I 
you would think because I love pop music and they use like maybe two chords. Uh-huh. You would think I don't I don't know what it is. Okay. But well, just maybe you and I just need to do. I think he's doing a residency in Vegas. Maybe we should need to go to a show. Okay. And because what is it that you love about it? Uh, George Strait? He is kind of the one I haven't ever seen live. Okay. So he's not my very favorite. He's just the one that I think okay. someday he'll really retire, and I'll go. I never saw him sing those four songs mm-hmm. that I really love. I've seen Garth. I will see Garth Brooks okay. and Trisha Yearwood anytime. I feel like I don't count them. I know. You have a picture with them you just posted recently. I mean, yeah. Y'all are people. I mean, I love. Is he? Tell me they're as great as humans as they I, are performers. I don't have the words for how great of humans they are. I, I was um, at an event for Habitat for Humanity. Yeah. And um, President Jimmy Carter uh-huh. <laughs> was like... There, oh sitting on stage as we sang, as like a ninety-five-year-old. Yes, that's so. After so taking impressive. a fall that day, yeah, still made I remember. it to Nashville for that, and um, it was at the Ryman Auditorium, and you know, Garth and Trisha were the other two artists, and yeah. I was like, "How am I on this? <laughs> I don't understand how I'm here, but great, right? Awesome, right?" And so we're backstage, and I'm trying to like play it, you know, pretty cool, yeah, because I knew they were going to be there, but. Trisha literally came up to me and she was like, aren't you a Belmont girl? And I was like, I am. She's yeah. like, girl, me too. Come on in this dressing room and hang out. Uh-uh. And they were the most gracious and fun couple. Like we bonded over our love for Lizzo. and um, Oh, I saw Trisha front row of the Lizzo show. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. Do you know the story already? No. I've told this. I think I've told this on the pod. But Lizzo, in the middle of the concert... Walks down to the front row and puts the microphone out to have the people sing. No, she doesn't know. She no. puts the microphone on <laughs> Trisha Yearwood. The crowd goes nuts because we all know. Yes, you're asking Trisha Yearwood to sing every lyric of your song, but Lizzo's just like, There's I think a lady. they. She implied she went down the row, implying that she not that she didn't know that Trisha was Trisha. We all lost our minds. Oh my gosh! I know at the rhyming too. Okay, yeah. I know. Yeah. So y'all bonded so over Lizzo. We bonded over Lizzo. Do you know then, she got offered for my podcast like four years ago? And I was like, I don't know her. I don't know if she'll be in town. <gasps> I know. It's fine. Know. It's fine because you don't know these things. You don't know at the time. But, but like my friend was like, hey, I'm working with this uh, uh, this musician, Lizzo. I think you would love her stuff. And I like listened. I was like, I like it. I don't know. <laughs> dummy. What a That's dummy. That's not dumb though. I just can't, you can't know what you don't know. You, exactly. So y'all bonded over that. What else did you bond over? Well, we bonded over that. And then we bonded over a picture that I had of meeting Garth Brooks the first time, uh-uh. which was at the Musicians Hall of Fame Awards. Uh-huh. And he was on stage. And what I found out about him, I had had a show the night before, so I missed rehearsal. Okay. But I found out that not only did he come to rehearsal that night, but he stayed an extra two hours to meet the entire crew. Like, just because that's the oh human gosh. that he is. Yeah. So I couldn't wait to meet him. And I practiced what I was going to say because I was on it. Mm-hmm. And so I did not make a fool out of myself at all. Mm-hmm. But then we got on stage for the closing song. And everybody's singing. And I'm leading most of the song. Mm-hmm. And he comes up to me with his guitar and leans on me and starts dancing. Mm-hmm. And once again, I hadn't prepped for this. That's right. And so the picture that my manager got of me is my eyes wide open as he's walking away from me and just my mouth like, oh, my God. Like, I'm just making the worst face possible because I freak out. Right. And so I show him that picture. I was like, I just need to show you what happened. Yes. And this is what, like, this is what goes on when I meet people that I love. That's right. And he was like, 
my goal is to bring that look to your face every time I'm around you now. Oh. And so, like, oh. he just handed up on stage with me. Yeah. He made the most of the moment off stage. He was like, you know what? Do you do you sing at the Ryman a lot? Because I don't. I don't get to be here that often, but it's awesome that you get to come here. Man, I just wanted to believe that's who they really are. That makes me so happy. They're phenomenal humans. Because sometimes when you see them do interviews and stuff, you're like, are y'all like, not mean at home, but are y'all like, is this all an act? But it's not. It's so real. We got to get them on the show. And this was like my birthday. This was actually Uh, my birthday. And I told him that and he was like, we need a birthday selfie, which is the picture that you saw. Yes. That yes, was my yes, birthday yes. selfie because he was like, oh we got to celebrate. And um, so do you like their music enough? I mean, I know you love them as a I people. I like, I got friends in low places. I like that. Because it's fun? Uh-huh. Okay. And I love Trisha Yearwood's voice. Yes. It's so powerful. It is. So I like so country powerful. voices. Do you like Mary Chapin Carpenter's voice? Do you Have you listened to Mary Chapin yes. Carpenter? Okay. I do. Okay. And I love, well, I'm a Karen Carpenter. Oh, <laughs> I'm a Ka- Listen, her singing uh, Merry Christmas, oh. Darling, it, that is my yeah. favorite Christmas song. So that, I love voices. So Carrie Underwood can sing her tail off. Yes. Maren Morris. Morris. I knew you were She going. can sing. Casey Musgraves. Casey Musgraves can Good sing. Good night. Her doing... Over the Rainbow or uh, uh, Rainbow Connection with yes. Willie Nelson. Oh, I wa- what was that? The ACMs. Uh, the ACMs. Yeah, I, I watched right. the ACMs this year. Yeah, all the way through. That's so girl. That's saying you do something. live tweet a uh, a uh, award show like a professional. I you know I love that about you. I love award shows and I, but what I love about them is finding something good to say about people. I think a you lot do. of times <laughs> we all you stretch. Like, we look for the bad in mm-hmm. situations so often. And so my mom had this rule growing up. Like, if I wanted to say something bad about my day, like every night at the dinner table, she's like, if you want to say something bad, you have to think of three good things first. Mm. And so, like, if some girl did something awful to me that day, I had to say three nice things about her before I could say the mean thing that she did. Interesting. And if I couldn't think of the three nice things, I couldn't say the bad. Mm. And so... Like my brain is like, like wired to think of the good first and mm. to look for the good in each each situation. Yeah. Like as soon as I see something bad, I'm like, wait, what's good about this? Oh wow! And so I think a lot of times when we're like live tweeting or critiquing shows and doing all of that, we see the bad first. Of course, yeah. we see the bad. Yeah. Like we see what disappoints us about a certain artist or something like that. So my goal is to find the good yeah. in every situation. And I I will say occasionally it's hard. Yeah. Like sometimes I'm like, oh gosh, look, she wore pink. That's <laughs> a nice do. color. That's what you say. Do you, you say, know? Like, like that dress is a dress. That's a dress, <laughs> you know, but I I just think in this day and age of just criticism all across the board, yeah. why can't we look for the good? Right. Um, so it's, it's like a thing that's very important to me. Yeah. And so with country music and those award shows and all of that, I'm like, I am determined to find <laughs> the good in these. I will watch Hillary, the whole way Lady Annabelle, like their harmonies. Yes. So amazing. They Little hit it spot on. I'll tell you what's fun. I'm sure you've done this before, but one of my favorite games I play alone is finding <laughs> Dave's harmony line. Oh, it is see? hard. It is hard to hear. Dave, Charles and Hill, if you do any kind of music, if you sing at all, 
And I, I do, as in. Wait, what? No, no, no. I wait, mean, no, 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 no. I just mean no, no, no. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm not a non-singer. You, you know? sing? Well, yeah. I mean, everybody sings. No, but I'm an alto. Like I'm a very good. You know your part? Oh, girl. They laugh at me at church because Drew, well, our other two, two of the other pastors at our church, are always like Annie's going to come in with the alto. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. So Dave and Hillary's part—I mean, sorry, Charles and Hillary's parts—yeah, are pretty easy to define. But right, man, right. you got to put an ear to a speaker to hear. To well, find and Dave. he jumps around. It's fascinating. He jumps around yes. like his ear is nuts. Mm-hmm. And so I know these things about yeah. country music. Like I, I know that, and I completely respect the talent that goes behind it. Sure, like, always. Yeah, just the the style for me is not yeah. normally. The thing that makes me excited, but like the talent behind it, yeah. I would say for me, Lady A, Little Big Town, Carrie, are like some of my hugest like inspirations as far as like what kind of ear they have to have. Skill, yeah. And then um, Dan and Shay now, like, come on, oh, that song with Biebs, oh. that's real. Yeah, they have great. I, they're yeah. really great. So I mean, I do you write songs too? Mm. Yeah, I've, I've, who it's cares? Not, I don't care for it. No. It gives me a headache. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, I love you, so much. you know, like kind of learning things that. It gives me a headache. I've, I've, I, the older I get, I just turned uh, 42 in October. Uh-huh. And like the older I get, the, the more I'm like, why do I keep doing things I don't enjoy? Girl. Like, why is that a thing? Mm-hmm. That's the theme of our 40s when I, I'm almost like, with you. And our theme is like, I am. I will do what the Lord asked me to do. Sure. That's different. Sure, sure, sure. But, but like, outside of that, outside like, of that, why do I keep forcing myself yes. because of some parameters that outside people have put on me? Thank you. Like, wh- why in the world am I continuing to do this? Yes. So I, I started off trying to write. Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, that's what I'm going to do. And I was mm-hmm. writing these records for myself that like people were like you just got to get a radio hit and that's mm-hmm. what's going to make you mm-hmm. really famous and all that kind of stuff and I I mean I tried and I hated every second of it and I'm Great. like what was wrong with me yes I wasted some years trying to do what people told me worked mm-hmm. and being unhappy in it so girl and now we just get to hear you sing Everything. I just sing people, whatever I feel like. Which makes me so happy. And it's my happiest place. It's, What's your 2020? Are we going to get to see you on the road? Are you touring at all? Huh, yes. Okay, good. <laughs> I am. I am. Um, I'm looking at how I want to do it differently. Okay. I've been on the road for 20 years now, yeah. either as a background singer or as an artist. Who'd you go out as background? Um, I toured with Anointed yeah, for years. Uh, CeCe Winans, Martha Munizzi, Risen. Um, all of these gospel groups, and then I was in the studio all the time yeah. for a bunch of other groups, like I mean, Michael McDonald, Aretha mm-hmm. Franklin, like you name it. I got to sing yes. for like some of my heroes, and so people have no idea how what a big deal studio artists are here. Oh gosh, <laughs> in Nashville, studio it, artists are who everyone's like. Did you hear who's playing on that? Yeah, <laughs> like it was the life. I didn't, yeah. I didn't have days off. Like people would, I would come home from the road and go straight to the studio. Right. And I loved being a background singer. It was yeah. the best job yeah. in the world. Not th- saying I don't love being an well, artist sure, now. Sure, sure. Um, it is it is also a great job. Right. <laughs> You're like, I'll <laughs> but, take both. But I could do both. Yeah, and I'll be even on the bus to as this a headliner day, like every once in a while, I'll like jump in the studio with my friends yeah. and just sing on something just for that right. feeling of right. being a part of something bigger than me. Right. And so I... 
I think after these 20 years of being on the road, I'm looking at how do I want to do it yeah. this time? Mm-hmm. Like we can, I can do symphonies, which I love, and performing oh, arts theaters gosh. and all of that. And I can continue to do that, but what else? Yeah. And how do I want to do it? Yeah. How do I want to present it in a different way where people get a different type of show and all of that? So that is kind of what I'm dreaming right now. I just uh, can't imagine what an amazing thing you've done is you are a respectable woman of faith. Like your relationship with God oh. is amazing. And yet you get to perform in every venue. That I think that's one of the biggest things for me is uh I knew that I wanted to sing in places where people wouldn't step foot in the church. Mm. Like I wanted to sing for those people. Yeah. And um at first I I thought as a Christian you had to be a gospel artist. Like you had to be a yeah. Christian artist. Um, to share your faith and yeah. to everyone says uh, very often sing for the Lord yeah. and in their heads that means do Christian music right and I'm learning now that singing for the Lord can mean a lot of things yeah. and yeah. I think American Idol actually showed me that because like you know you got Country Week and Bon Jovi Week right and I would get fan mail on that show that's said, you know, you were singing Have a Nice Day by Bon Jovi and I just, the light of the Lord like mm. came through the television for yeah. me. And I was like, wait, <laughs> wait, he shows up. Yeah, he, We just take him with us. Yes. And I'm, I mean, I'm careful about my lyrics. I'm not going to lie. Like I'm yeah. always careful about what I'm putting out there. However, I realize that the Lord is with me wherever mm-hmm. I go mm-hmm. and in whatever venue and whatever style of music I get to sing for mm-hmm. those people that night. Mm-hmm. There is something about just the Lord being with you that touches people every second of every show. And I'm like, oh, well, now that I know that, let's go. Let's go. Man, let's oh, just, yeah. Let's go out there and share Jesus. Yeah. And I, my prayer with my band before we go on stage every night is that people experience the joy of the Lord and the comfort of the Lord like they never have mm-hmm. before. And that is what Even though you're hear. singing Broadway it's, and standards. Yeah. And, yeah. Like I could be singing What's Going On by Marvin Gaye, uh-huh. but I will do that meet and greet line afterwards and people are like, I've just never experienced so much joy. Yeah. And I'm like, thank you, Lord. Like this you, is You do the meet and greet it. after. I do. Okay. Just because you're already juiced up? Um. Yeah. So I am... Teach me. Such an introvert. Uh-huh. I'm such an introvert that I have to gear up for um, interaction mm-hmm. <laughs> of any sort. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm an Enneagram 5. Yes. And I don't, like, people drain me. <laughs> and Which always makes me so grateful how much you is, put up with me. No, that is... My <laughs> <laughs> <But> guys. <laughs> listen, I have... My friends don't drain me the same. Sure. It's not the same, work. but, like, yeah. I... So what I get in my head is like, you're going to be working tonight and your work hours are Mm. from 5 to 11, let's say. Got it. Those are your hours of like interaction. Yeah. And so for my sound check, dealing with the people at the venue, like I... I count that as part of my job of, of spreading joy. Yeah. And so that's part of it. And then the show. But if I were to meet people prior to the show, that would have drained drained you for what the show. I would have yeah. had to give for the show. That makes sense. So I give everything I got for the show. And then afterwards, I can just sit there and be a part of hearing what people got. Yes. And that actually fills me back up oh, to go on so, to the next that's one. That's really cool. So for me, I have to do it after. Yeah. I, the before, I'm like, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stay away, please. 
Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation with Melinda to make sure you know about our list on Amazon. All year long, we have authors on the show, and then you guys want to find their books later. And we weren't really doing a great job of having like a hub for all those books, but now we do on Amazon. So we shortened a little link for you. It's really easy to find. Just go to bit.ly. That's a way you shorten a link. bit.ly slash, and this is in all caps, TSF Books 2019. So capital T, capital S, capital F for that sounds fun. Books, all in caps, 2019. And that will get you to our Amazon page that has every book from 2019 listed on there, including all of my books. So you can find any of mine there as well. Especially if you want to do 100 Days to Brave 2020 with us and start out the year that way, you will be able to find links to all the books of all the authors you've heard all year. If you're finalizing some gifts that you need to get to your house by next week, scroll through that list of books and grab a couple and gift those away. They are so, so great. I promise you that I don't have an author on here that I don't think you'd enjoy their work. And so I hope you'll check that list out. And now back to the show with our friend Melinda. An interesting thing, I would love for you to speak into this for me. I'd be asking the same thing at our friend Tim's house or at a soccer game or at dinner. One of the things is having a podcast that's twice a week or, you know, 12 times in a row right now, we have a lot of people who everyone doesn't agree with everything. Right. Right. Not everyone. I don't agree with everyone that comes in here. Uh, The listeners don't agree with everyone. Sure. But I also want to present a wide table. Yes. That says like, hey, listen, we can have people... But then, but you say you're careful about your lyrics. And yes. I go like, well, I, sometimes my concern is setting a wide table also means we're putting content in front of people that I may not agree with. How, sure. do, you, how do you balance that? How do you balance hmm. m- everyone's welcome? Yeah. And, and we can have coffee and have a conversation with anyone. Also, theology matters. And sure. People will tell me on the internet when they don't agree with what the guest said. And I'm fine with disagreeing. But sometimes I feel like if we have a conversation and I present it, everyone assumes I agree with everything. How do you do that when you don't sing Holy, Holy, Holy as your only song? I think, um, honestly, for me, it's in the life that I lead offstage. Mm. Um, It's... It's not even about what I've done on a microphone as much as it is like what you see when I leave the microphone behind and just the human that I am. Interesting. And I I just watched an interview that Jenna Bush did with Michelle Obama. Yeah, I haven't seen it. And, What's it on? Um, it's Netflix? on the Today Show. Oh, okay. Um, the, but they're putting out like they, they show different clips of the interview and Got everything. It. And Jenna was asking... Michelle, I can't call her just Michelle. I don't sure know what you call her. Sure you Jenna was asking Have Michelle. Have you met the Obamas? I have not. I okay. can't. I, I'm we're not, just going to make a list not of ready. people we're going to get right. you to. <laughs> um, she was asking her, you know, what's it like? I know you're friends with my dad. Yeah. And, you know, like Ellen and my dad were just yes. seen in a picture together and people went nuts because they right. disagree and all this kind of stuff. And so Michelle Obama said the most beautiful thing. She was like, you know, I've had the honor of sitting by your dad just by protocol. Like yeah. I'm seated next to him at every major event. Mm-hmm. So she's like, funerals, you name it, we're next to each other. And she said, um, 
It's about what we do agree on. It's mm-hmm. finding that. She said, sure, we disagree on policy. Mm-hmm. But she was like, literally, that's all we disagree on. We agree on humanity and wow. how to love people and wow. how to see people right. in the most beautiful way. Right. And she's like, that's all that matters to me mm. is agreeing on humanity and that people are special and mm-hmm. that they are to be revered. Mm-hmm. And she was like, after that, like, we can disagree on policy. Right. That's okay. Right. And I think we just put too much weight on what we disagree on. Right. And not enough weight on what we, on what we see th- eye to eye right. on. And I, I I wish I wish it was the opposite. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like that's not, what you but... model really beautifully and what I'm trying to show. Oh, thank you. But then you. you also get the pushback that is sure. concerning where you go like, yeah, I hear you. Sure. I Listen, there's going to be pushback for everything. Uh-huh. I think I've just learned that it's impossible to make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. You just can't. And some people are it's going so to tricky see as a Christian things. because Jesus says people are going to hate you. But also you think, yeah. but we're supposed to love and it, it should all just work. <laughs> Do you think it should? But I, I mean, there were plenty of people who disagreed with Jesus and right. they were like, you know, like actual rabbis. Mm. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And they still disagreed with his way of doing things. Yeah. So I don't, I don't put a lot of weight on what we disagree on. Mm. I just put most of the weight on what we see eye to eye on yeah. and how we see people. And I, I'm also learning that um, when people disagree with me, especially on social media, because um, I've tried to go back and forth with those people also, yeah. and I've learned that they see things through a lens that I have no way of looking through. Mm. They they've lived a certain life and they've had certain experiences that create this lens for them mm-hmm. that I can, I don't understand. Yeah, and so there's no way that they're going to see it through my lens. Yeah, and so we could go back and forth. We could both be saying things that we're really passionate about. Yeah, but our lenses are not allowing us to see things the same, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Yeah, so let's just disagree. I love that you said, um, you didn't say the people I disagree with, I don't listen to, and the people I agree with. You're just like, no, both are in everyone. Yeah. Everyone who disagrees with pieces of us probably agrees with the majority, like That's the humanity. thing. We're That's all humans. That's the thing. There, there's so much that all of us actually agree on. And I think um, it was this age of even politics for me has mm-hmm. been a little difficult because it's felt so divisive. Yeah. And so I've been like trying to look for the three nice things yeah. within the divisiveness yeah. of all of this. And um, what I've been able to see is allies mm-hmm. in the midst of this. Yeah. Like um, I've seen racism like I, I, I don't think I've actually experienced very much of just blatant, yeah. blatantly. Yeah. But I've also seen people stick up for me that I didn't mm. know would. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, that's beautiful. Right. Like to see allies in the midst of this. I love that. Yeah. And so I'm just I'm just trying to see the see the good. Yeah. Right now. Um let's talk about Christmas. You always <laughs> see the good in Christmas. Christmas is my favorite. That's right. That's okay. what everybody can agree on. This You're, is... People don't give you enough space to be as profound as you really are, by the way. That's really beautiful, oh. that stuff you say. So oh, thank you need you. your own podcast anytime. Or oh, come gosh. back here and keep doing that. <laughs> thank but you. I also uh, needed you yeah. today. Okay. Because you're in a onesie because I'm you in a onesie. are the only person I know yeah. who has a Christmas tree up 365. Year round, girl. Since October 2015. <laughs> yeah. 
We Do I, you change anything on it? I don't. No. Uh, this year, I did buy a new tree. Um, because so there was a blink in the system. There's a there was blue, a moment. <laughs> like, But like literally a moment. I put up the new tree with the old tree still there. Because I go. didn't want. That's right. Like actual. We got to keep it like going. Lapse. Yeah, that's right. Um, Christmas makes me so happy. Why? I think it's the warmth of it. It's mm-hmm. the togetherness of it. It's just the, there's this feeling of Christmas. Like when we hit the Christmas season, everybody's just kind to each other. Yeah. People, like you treat people differently. You want to give, like you you want to share with people. And I think, I think it's the most beautiful part of who we are. Mm. And I wish we could celebrate it year round. So I just right. do. Right. <laughs> I just do. And people, like, if there was anything that people got really upset with me um, on with social media and everything, it's Christmas. Really? It's the fact that, like, I'll post a picture and they see my tree in April. Uh-huh. And they're like, what is wrong with right. you? And I'm like, dude, if you could just find whatever makes you happy mm-hmm. and focus on that and have it around you at all times you'd probably be a happier human too. That's right. Like I like if I've had a rough day, I get to my house, I plug in the tree. It makes everything wonderful. Are I, there ornaments on it? There are ornaments. Do you change up the ornaments? I do not. Yeah. I change nothing. Yeah. I just unplug. Great. Like I I unplug, but it it fills me up in a way that just other things don't. Yeah. And like the actual day of Christmas cuz I think people are very concerned that if I celebrate year round, uh-huh. that I'm not really like celebrating on the day of. Oh boy! You know, like I don't, I don't Set have anything them to straight give. Right here, the actual day of Christmas. My mom and I, my entire life, have always had a, a birthday party for Jesus. Oh, it is really? a birthday party. It is not like a like. We give each other gifts. Yeah. We have gifts for Jesus, meaning like we choose like something that we're going to work on personally for that, yeah. for the next year, something that we want to give him of ourselves that we mm. know that he would love. Yeah. And so like Christmas Day is Jesus's birthday. Mm-hmm. I celebrate the season year round, but his yeah. birthday, like we have a party. We yeah. have birthday cake. We have candles. We sing to him. We worship. We Like that day is so beautiful to me. Yeah. But it's not about like giving each other gifts. Yeah. It's all about Jesus. Yeah. That day. And so I don't feel bad. Do y'all give each other gifts a different day? Or Throughout do the year. Yeah, every once in a while. I know. If I see something that'd be great for my mama, uh-huh. I give it to her. I'm the same way. I would much rather. I'm not a gifts person. It's not really no. my love language. Uh-uh. I'm so grateful when people give them to me. And I, but I would much rather see something on a Tuesday, and be like, oh my gosh, my friend can't live without that. Yeah, and send it. Yeah, that I, I think it's that. It's very. Um, it's hard for me, like on Christmas, to like send gifts to my family, yeah. and I know my family, you know, kind of expects that, and uh-huh. so I do it. But like I. I normally have bought the gift in like May. Uh huh. Right. And I just, and just save ha- it because I'm like, this is. I don't think of Christmas as giving gifts to other humans. Mm-hmm. That's for Jesus. And how how short was this Christmas season too for all of us who don't have a tree up year round? I mean, I'm like blinking and I'm behind it's, on presents. This one was so quick, it's and so I'm not fast. sure like what happened in 2019. I know, like what we. What we did What's to make science, it go right. so quickly, I, know. I don't understand it because we're like, are we like, like it's December. Mm-hmm. I mean, this year feels like it blinked. Like I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. But 
I, I started this celebrating year round when I was I travel mm-hmm. during the Christmas season, obviously. Like that's when I do shows. Yeah. A lot of the time. And you so singing Christmas music is just unstoppable. It's my favorite thing. <gasps> oh. It's literally I'm I don't know, I'm like holding on to your cord because I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, Christmas songs are just the best. Yeah. Do you have an album? And I don't I Wait, do you don't have a Christmas album yet? No. Here's the deal. I wanted to do a little. Here's the deal. 2020. Here I know. And that is my goal. I'm forcing myself well, to now release you've told tens Christ- of thousands oh, of people. No. <laughs> okay. I will I'm going to do it in 2020. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, I, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. Yeah. And I love Christmas. Yeah. And I like classic Christmas. So Nat King Cole, like yes. Josh Groban did a great Christmas record because it was Are classic. you friends with him? No. Okay. I need you to be because I just need hit someone to tell him how funny I think he is. Oh my gosh, he's I just hilarious. Need to get that message we do, to Josh Groban. Um he's not on Twitter right now, but we uh-huh. tweet each other. Yeah. Like, like we're friends. Yeah. We're not really. Those are great people though. Cause then when you do meet in real life, you're like, we've yeah. already, that's how we me and the guy other. from preachers and sneakers, we don't know each other, but I'm like, we know each we're other. We talk family. all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, I just, I love classic Christmas. Yeah. And it's really, really important to me. And so when I like think about putting together a Christmas record, yeah, the pressure of how that would work yeah. is a lot. The That's pressure that I put of you. on myself. That's right. Because you don't have to only do one in your life. You can just do your first one. Shush, shush. That, <laughs> but that first one is so important. Yeah. No, so I am in 2020. One of my goals is to do things that scare me mm. um, because recording actually scares me. Really? Um, I love live shows. Yeah. But recording, like hearing the imperfections of it is yeah. really difficult for me. Yeah. And it's a, it's a scary road for me to kind of navigate. Um, I don't post videos of myself online. No. Because I hear the imperfections. Mm. And so I'm like, I'm not putting that out there for everybody. Wow. So, but um, a live show feels a different kind of sacred where there's allowed to be mistakes? Yeah. Okay. I'm just like, it's live. Whatever happens in that moment uh-huh. is just what happened. Huh. But... I've never watched my season of Idol because somebody what? played one little clip of it for me. And I was like, <gasps> awful. Wow. And so I'm like, nope, nope. I don't want to go back and hear the imperfection of it all. Okay. And so for 2020, I'm making myself start to post videos. Okay. I'm making myself record. I haven't recorded a record in five years. Wow. And I'm making myself do it. Yes. And so I'm... I'm and I feel like I should start with Christmas yeah. just because it's the thing that makes me happy. That's right. It brings me the most joy. It's the warm feeling. It's mm-hmm. togetherness. And I feel like people would be with me uh, on that. Times 1,000. So as long as I feel that, then I could I could do it. Okay. Well, your friend Annie would like to say, come yeah. back on the show next year. And can we use a song for our Christmas party in 2020? From your album. Oh, my gosh. We're using Phil Wickham this year. He's let us use a song this year. Oh, my gosh. So just know you're <gasps> you're, front, you're the first okay. ask for 2020 Christmas party. I'm in. Okay. See, I'm in. So we need your music because I'm throwing a podcast Christmas party again in 2020, and we need you to— Done. Okay, great. And speaking of Christmas, can I ask a question? Yes. Okay. So we know that, like, Hallmark is our thing, yes, right? Yes, yes. Hallmark Christmas movies. Um, I record them— and then I uh-huh. save them on my DVR so uh-huh. that when I plug in my tree in June, Anytime. I can watch a Hallmark Christmas yes. movie. It makes me very happy. Same. And so um, I almost cried when I saw you in your car on the way to Dollywood. <gasps> I know. Going to be 
an extra, an extra that was, and I thought, why did why why, why didn't why she call she? me? Right, but You're why right. not? Like, why didn't she? Why didn't she call me? Mm-hmm. Because I also am aware that Hallmark, you know, needs black people. Needs black and people. So <laughs> I, as much as I love them, uh-huh. I'm like, we can fall in love too, right? That's right. That's you right. You know, so I, so I was like, I should go. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you might have had a better chance of being shown. I'm saving you. Had you taken had a, black person. a black person. That's <laughs> so exactly. I'm just saying next year. Here's what we're going to do. We've already decided. And you're okay. an integral part. Okay. Um, there has been two Christmas movies about Memphis and now one about Knoxville. We need a Nashville. This is and true. so Candace, I'm going to get Candace Cameron Bure on it. I've just got a real okay. ministry opportunity here to go. Yes. Candace, I've got your people. Yes. I've got your story. And I know I've Candace. got your city. See? And you should be one of the people who falls in love, Melinda. I just feel like. In real life and on the show. But I we don't want to talk about your well, life right now. And I, you know, I just started watching Lifetime Christmas movies. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Which I feel like I'm kind of cheating on Hallmark. Right. What made you switch over? Well, because black people fall in love. <laughs> sure. And I'm like, oh, sure. Because I think I needed to be reminded mm. because of my singleness. Every yeah. once in a while, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not a thing. Yeah. And Christmas is kind of built for love. Isn't like it? when I was putting together my Christmas show, even this year, and look, listening to the songs, I was like, all of these songs are for couples. Mm. Like there are literally no single. Christmas no. songs. They're like, oh man, you're single. You don't get Christmas. Like they don't, <laughs> I, I feel like they don't care. Yeah. And so I'm And you like, don't write us one. So I, we're well, just without. I'm like, I'm going to need to write. <laughs> Dave no, we Barnes just need to can next write year. us. That's right. That's what Jamie and Jen were on. Jamie said, we need a love story about people in the big city falling in love because that happens too. And I was like, to who? She was like, you know what? I need to go to the storyline. We need to go to a small town. <laughs> Thank you. It's like a... I don't I don't know. So, so here's I, the thing. Franklin, Tennessee, Oprah, also yes, black woman. Yes. Very respectable. Very incredible. Named Franklin the number three Christmas city in the world. What? So we've got to get a Christmas movie here next year. Oh. You need to star in it. And it's like small town. Right. I would listen. We're gonna I would do even it. do the Hallmark thing of being Candace Cameron yes. Bure's like bestie. I would do See. it. See. See, I'm not an actress. I can only be me. So I just need to be like they, oh, well, they, okay, okay, okay. We'll figure it out. Let I just, me just need to stay clear. an extra. I need We're to just talking. write it and be an extra. Okay. I'm going to say this with as much grace as I could sure. possibly muster in this moment. I love Hallmark so much. Uh-huh. I do, however, feel <laughs> that being an actress is not always a prerequisite. <laughs> you, I, I Think you're right. I so I think there. I think having a having a um an award winning acting career is is not what everyone there has. Some not of them every do, time, but not you're right. like you're I right. I feel like occasionally I'm like whoa. But don't you that's want people to watch the Nashville one and be like, not only was that a great set of cast, but I'm, that story and the acting. I need that to happen. Yeah, I need us to I'm win awards saying, for ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. There's a there's a chance for us all. Yeah. Have you had a favorite? <laughs> have you had a favorite Hallmark and or Lifetime movie this year? Yes. Oh my gosh, the Kristen Chenoweth one that just came. Oh on. yes, <gasps> I know. Everyone's loved it. It was so good. Yes, it was r- honestly so so good. Mm-hmm. And I love stories about short people. Yeah, <laughs> I 
So that helped too, because sure. I feel like um, I feel like shorter men don't get a good break either right. in these movies. That's right. And so I was really excited for Scott Wolf. Like yes. I was like, see, Melinda, we're gonna write the perfect Christmas movie yeah. for 2020. I just feel like everybody should get a break in some yeah. of these movies. Yeah. And who will you fall in love with, Alonzo Rivera? No. See, that's the thing about Lifetime. They're equal opportunity. Oh, you so can anybody fall can fall in love, love with, with any race, creed. Like, it doesn't matter. So we're going to let you handpick who plays the opposite of you. And yeah. then we'll just assume that you really love him I kind of need it to be Bruno Mars, but okay. it could be. Are you for a, a Hawaiian, a, a Polynesian-looking man? I feel like, yeah. Okay. I feel you like know what you and I, I joke about all the time couple. that we're going to publicly joke about now is what? everybody tries to set um, the single black women in Christendom up with one man. Anthony Evans. Anthony Evans. <laughs> Every, me too. I, People try to set me up too. Everybody, I mean, Melinda, you're Melinda, Mandisa. Yes. yes. Everybody, mm-hmm. it's like he's the only well, single black man anybody knows. But there's plenty well, of them, right? Sure. <laughs> I, I need some single black men to come out of the woodwork. Where are you? And let us, and start dating my friends and me. He's all just, of us. Um, I used to joke around that like, you know, he's so handsome. Only though. a couple of us can be famous at a time. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And <laughs> so, like, you have, like, in the speaker world, like uh-huh. his sister, Priscilla. Yes. Like, yes. Yes. She is the black go to. Uh huh. As far as, like, if you're looking for diversity. Yeah. For white people. Yeah. Yes. yes she's yes, the, yes. she's kind of the go to. Yeah. And so, for like Christian music and that, that world, mm-hmm. he's kind of the go to. Like, it's kind of all in the family. And for so them. then everyone assumes. Well, then Anthony Evans should marry Melinda Doolittle. Right. Or Mandisa. Or Mandisa. So we or, just need to get... That's the storyline. Mandisa, <laughs> Melinda, Anthony Evans, and Franklin, Tennessee. Well, we can't, we who, can't all be in the same movie. Got, <laughs> you got to spread the love, girl. No. <laughs> it's Franklin. You got to be realistic here. Like, that's not... <laughs> I'm the one writing this movie, Melinda. I'm at least okay. going to pitch it. Fine. We haven't had Anthony Evans. He's the only sibling in that family. I mean, we've had Crystal Evans, Hurst. Oh, had I her, love so. her. We need to get Anthony and Anthony in here. He next is time one of my town. favorite humans. He's so. Um, he seems so kind. We're friends on the internet. Literally a brother to me. Yeah. Um, so when people try to set us those. up, it no. really cracks me no. up because he and I are family. If one of our um, listeners felt like they knew a good guy for you, what what? Mm. <laughs> How about you describe what you're looking for? Uh, we're assuming you're single. You don't have to be, and you don't have to correct us. No, no, I'm single. I am single. Um, I, uh, a Bruno Mars because of his talent or because of his looks? Let's we'll yes. start there. Okay. Um, I'm not a. I'm actually not really that that into other performers. <laughs> okay. So that's not really a thing. Yes. Like I'll tease about oh, Bruno. Man. I call him yeah. my boyfriend online. Yes. We should never date. Sure. That's fine. Sure. Um, I would prefer them to be out of this business because okay. this is a crazy Yeah. Like business. a dentist or a... Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Okay. Um, I think... Do you for... want someone who wants to work in your job with you? Like he's not a performer, but he's a great businessman. And so he'll be your... He's a business manager. I mean... If you want that him to happens, know the world, or do you I'm okay with them knowing the world. Okay. I'm okay with that, just okay. because it's a hard one to explain. Yes, yeah. If you if you don't understand yeah. it, so I get. We'll that. take a dentist, but yeah, a business, yeah. but someone who can speak. Sure, public life maybe. At this point, I'm like, love Jesus. Listen, have a, have job, a job, and make me laugh. Okay, love to laugh. Like I, what's I your think, age bracket? 
that's I mean, a hard we can't one. probably not. We're not in our twenties. I'm not really interested I am in a forty-two. 20s. Yeah. So I I have some friends who are like, man, my husband's twelve years younger than me, and it's great. And I've. I did. Okay. I just am like, be a real mature thirty yeah. if you're coming this yeah, direction. Yeah, don't make me raise you up in the way you should go. Yeah, and then yeah, 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 yeah. Night, trying to raise yeah, a yeah. Child I don't. I really don't want to train up a child at this That's point. It. That's it. I think, um, and I think it's at the point now where we both just bring something beautiful to the table. That's right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that we both have jobs because, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, everybody right now is kind of an entrepreneur, uh-huh. and I'm all about that. <laughs> go after your dreams. <laughs> go after them. Um, and then come back after People are never going to let me have another guest on except you. They're going to be like, only Melinda forever. Only Melinda forever. Don't have anyone else. You know, you're going after what's in your heart. I just have already, like in my 20s and early 30s, that's that's when you dated dudes that were going after it. And you wanted to, you know, walk with them, walk beside them in like the beginnings of their dream. I'd like to get there a little further in the process at this point. Just because we're both older. Yeah. You know, that doesn't mean you're not going to have new dreams to go after. And I don't want to walk through that with you. I'm just saying, can we have... Can you, you know, be settled in a career to some yeah, degree? To, yeah, to some degree. Yeah. And so if you know that okay. human, by all means. So we'll say like mid-30s up. Yeah. Settled in his career, loves yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Any race? Any race. Same. I'm very yeah. equal opportunity about yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, Like I think um, my mom is like, I think you might have dated every race. <laughs> I've only dated one of each. Like I haven't had that many boyfriends, so everybody simmer. Like it hasn't been a ton. <laughs> But, like, there was a Cherokee Indian. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> there was a Puerto Rican. Yeah. There was a black man. Yes. There was a white man. Okay. I, there was not, there has not been an Asian man yet. And or, I like, am, a pure European. Yeah, oh. Like an actual see. French man or Italian man. I, I, Italian is my weak spot. So, <laughs> if, if you know of an Italian. <laughs> Italian is my weak spot. I, I feel like... <laughs> I just, mm, that's my Hallmark movie okay. right there. Okay. 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 So, so now Anthony Edwards plays Anthony a pizza. Evans. A- what did I say? Edwards? Yeah. Who's that? I don't even know. I, don't know I thought that was the Italian. <laughs> no, it is. No. <laughs> Anthony Evans plays an Italian <laughs> pizza shop owner in small town Tennessee. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So just Italian is your weak spot. That it is. is my it favorite is. thing you've ever said to me in yeah. years. In years. That's my favorite thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Italian's your weak spot. Yeah. So if you know somebody, by all means. Like an accent and you're done. Done. Yeah. Right. Done. I did, um, for two weeks straight, I had a dream that I did a show in Italy at a hotel and that the owner of the hotel was this Italian man mm-hmm. and he and I fell in love. And within two weeks, because I was only there for two weeks, sure. we fell in love and got engaged. And I woke up every time at our wedding. Do it. Okay. So for two weeks straight, exact same dream. Never saw his face. Did you tell your pastors this? Pastor I did Sears? not tell my pastors this. <laughs> but I will tell you, this was this dream was probably about five years ago for okay. two weeks straight. And every day after that that I met a man with an accent, I was like, are you him? Yeah. Do you and own a hotel? So like I'd be on a plane, you uh-huh. know, Southwest, and I'd basically choose a seat next to a man that looked like he might have an accent. <laughs> and as soon as he started talking, I'd be like, Lord, is this my husband? And it never was, which so is far. fine. So far. But like, I'm like, he's, I guess he's supposed to be 
an Italian hotel uh-huh. owner. We just need to book you on a full Italy tour. Yeah. All the hotels that have stages. Yeah. And two weeks in each. Yeah. We'll hit about 25 in 2020. And then so, and one of them will fall in love. Yeah. Okay. So Great. Just, I've planned it out. I'm not asking for much, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> just an Italian hotelier. <laughs> <laughs> who just and that's and loves Jesus and loves Jesus yeah that's and it. is funny that's right funny I that is I just love to laugh so much I know I love it so much and I'm weird about it because like I don't watch comedies no I don't like when people try to make me laugh like comedians and stuff I get mad Stop at them it. yeah but like when just people are just innately just humorous funny. yes it's it's like it's better than chocolate uh, okay. Yeah. Good, done. We'll find so, him. We've, I mean, the people are on it now. Now, here's the trade. We give you your Italian Jesus-loving hotelier, as yes. you call him, whatever that means. <laughs> I don't. I just made that I up. I liked it. Thanks. You give us a Christmas album in 2020. That feels like a really fair oh, trade. Oh, that's a great trade. Yeah. Oh, so that's too. done. Okay. Great. And also, your listeners are on it, so yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. going <laughs> to... Like, I'm I've, almost sorry for I've, what's about to happen. <laughs> I've, like, watched them, like, gear up for something. Like, when there's a project, <laughs> I'm like, I can't no, wait to watch how this friends. happens. I know. It's the most so, fun. So, like, I I just am like, can some of y'all be my friends, too? Because yeah, I've never now. seen anything like it. I know. It's really enjoyable. It's amazing. No, it's very sweet. It's the funniest the funniest group of people. I just can't. We are too lucky to get to hang out with them all the time. I know. Yeah. I, um, I love it. Okay. Well. We've done it. And here's the best. We do it? This is one of the funniest parts to me is I'm like, tell us what we can do for you. You're like, I don't have any albums new. I don't don't have any. I don't. Like. Nothing to sell. Nothing I can tell people. Just follow you and buy everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like get on Bands in Town. Yeah. See when I'm coming close. Yes. And come hang out. Bandsintown.com. Okay. And when they meet you in the VIP, they can say, we're your That Sounds Fun friends. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like I just, I I do love to meet people after the shows and see like okay. how I know them. Is that, that a VIP ticket? That's not even a VIP ticket. I Stop literally it. go to the lobby after the show. You are something else. And I just so all of us get to meet you. Yeah. And I've just had a I've just had a major surgery and yes, I did. still like take out my little chair with my cushion on it. Bless and I go to the lobby. How are you feeling, by the way? I'm sorry uh, I didn't lead with that. No, no, no. I just jumped right into making I, you talk about your life. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's an interesting question just because the recovery has not been what I expected. Yeah. And um it's painful and it's all um, the time. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I and I it's like Jesus is teaching me the most beautiful lesson about healing that he could have ever taught me. And really? I've this I've gone to years of therapy. Yeah. And nothing has taught me more than this recovery process of seeing a scar that looks you know, it's noticeable to the eye, but it looks healed on the outside mm. and the work that still needs to be done on the inside and me learning how to be patient with the process. Girl, you better. Even though it's not um, it's not presenting in the way I thought it would. Yeah. And I, there are things that I see as setbacks that um, when I talk to an actual doctor or someone who knows the story, it's actually the most beautiful part of the healing. Hmm. And it's a step that needed to happen. And so I think it's a setback and it's really a step up. And I'm like, oh. Okay. And so this healing process for me, like I, when I feel the pain, 
that kind of it's kind of like a shooting pain at this mm-hmm. point. So when pain shoots, mm-hmm. it's literally reminding me of how I was created to heal oh, wow. and how beautiful that is yeah. and how even in the midst of the pain, it's stepping me up in this process. So it's a, it's interesting. Yeah. It is very interesting to deal yeah. with, but it has been the best therapy that um, I could ever go through. How much longer is recovery? Um, I am at five weeks right now. They gave me um, eight to 12 okay. weeks of recovery, but to feel normal, I've got about a year. Um, <gasps> Melinda. So what is interesting about it is that if you don't know, I got um, a mass removed from my abdomen that was bigger than a football. So it was very large and had moved around my organs. Did you organs. get to see it? I did not get to see it. Okay. Um, it weighed over five pounds. It was <gasps> a huge whatever. And so they got How'd it out. How did you know it was in there? I knew because I was doing a show and I hurt my back. Like during the show, I took a deep breath and yeah. my back started hurting. Oh, and I wow. was like, what's going on? Yeah. And then every time I sang after that was painful, but just my back. Yeah. And so I came home and I was like, I'm just going to go to my friend who's a masseuse yeah. and get her to work on it. But she does like this deep tissue fascia sure. thing. And so she was working on my ribs and she was like, something feels funny in your stomach. Maybe go get it checked. And so I just set up a physical yeah. in the next couple of days, went to the physical and was like, hey, while you're in there, can you just press on my stomach? And she pressed, and she was like, huh. And she was like, had your masseuse not found this, I wouldn't have pressed deep enough wow. to find it. Like, it, it was not showing up. Yeah. And so it was such a God thing because it was – I've never had five weeks off in 20 years. Yeah. And it was the first time I've ever had five weeks in a row I'm sorry off. I made you come to work. No. <laughs> I, I've already been back on the road yeah. at this point, oh, so God. that's okay. Okay. Um, but I went in for the surgery, and I was like, when can I sing again? Because yeah. I have a show in five weeks. Yeah. Like, when can I sing again? And she was like, I don't know because I am literally rearranging your entire core. Oh my and you need your core to sing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, we have to do it. So get it yeah. out of me yeah. and let's see what happens. And, and it's not cancerous or anything? It, or? Is, it was benign. It is um, the, the process is just rebuilding my core. Yeah. And um, finding new places in my voice because like, there's space there that I didn't realize. Wow. And so it's almost like I don't know how to control the air that comes out now. Because I'm like, oh, wait, I can breathe. There's but so now much. what? Oh, my gosh. So it's learning it's learning new things all the time. And I, I think I needed this to kind of reset just my process of being in this business and mm-hmm. getting used to how things were and have always been and mm-hmm. getting comfortable in that area of yeah. even singing. Like I just knew, like, I can just open my mouth and this sound comes out and whatever. Yeah. But I forgot what a gift it is and what uh, how awesome it is that this is what I get to do sure. and how special it is and, and why, why I love it. Mm-hmm. And so this has been like reminding me because yeah. now I'm like, I went five weeks with no singing and learning, oh, wait, I love it. Yeah. This is a great job. Yeah. Like this is something that I, I love. So this has taught me a lot. We're still in the process, but yeah. it's teaching me a lot. It'll take a year to get everything strengthened back up? Uh, to wow. to its to the state that it should be in, yeah. yes. Like they were like, there'll still be things that you feel like a year in, into this process that you're like, oh, that's different. Yeah. It's, it's been very, very interesting to me to kind of figure out like how to deal with it and how to, uh, mm-hmm. how to approach 
live. And Tim, our friend Tim, yeah. has the best Everybody loves Tim Shaw. Yeah. Listen, I he has come over to my house as I've been recovering, like brought his ramp and oh willed himself gosh. into my house as I've gone through this of process and has um, put into perspective like kind of how I'm dealing with the healing because um, watching him fight with everything he has in him on yeah. something that people say can't be healed. Yeah. And he's like, there's a healing that can happen for you. Mm. Gosh. So be patient. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. So it's it's been good for me. It's been good. I'm yeah. still dealing with the patience of it all. Yeah. But it's been really good. Man, and it is very interesting because it's a major surgery. Yeah. That was majorly important. And also it is something the Lord goes, Yeah, this won't this isn't life or death now. Correct. This but this is important. I'll just use it. I'll use it. Yeah. It's taught me so much. And my audience has been awesome. Like on the road, they've been like, because I hug everybody. Yeah. Like I'm like, give me a hug. And I'm like, sorry for the meet and greet this time. Yeah. Can you not jostle me? Like, can we like (laughs) fist bump? And they're like giving me these cute little fist bumps and have been awesome. (laughs) Don't jostle me. Because they're like, they're like, you're still doing a meet and greet after that? And I'm like, oh yeah, I still want to say hi. Yeah. But I just, yeah. So they've been awesome and have prayed me through this and they don't mind if I sit for half of my concert yeah. right now and yeah. just because I'm still going to give it everything I've got. Yeah. It's, it's been awesome. I My goal next year at the Christmas um, Hallmark movie is to get you very jostled. So <laughs> I'll get you. <laughs> I'm not going to. I refuse to hugs. comment on that. Lots oh, hugs. hugs. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm glad you'll be better in a year. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so you'll be back on the show in a year. I can't wait. At least because you have a Christmas album coming out. Yeah. I can't believe you announced such a major Golly. career shift here. Help me, Jesus. For 2020. Nice. Well, I feel like we have an exclusive here at That Sounds well, Fun podcast. It is. My my whole team will be really excited that I just said that <laughs> out loud because like, they've been big. Yes, yes. So have we. Uh, Melinda, you're just the dearest. Oh. Thank you for telling the truth about your body and your heart oh. and Thank you. Hallmark and Christmas. Listen, you you make me so happy. And I don't so. like I I'm not friends with too many sevens. Yeah. Um fair. <laughs> there's a lot. No, it's the, the energy I feel like I can't match it and it makes yeah. me sad. Yeah. But you have this grace that oh, is just you. the most beautiful thing. And it makes it such a joy to know you and to be around you. you. And your energy is contagious. Oh, thanks. And so it makes me feel like I can, like, keep up. Yes. and like, I have I'm like, never I'll, felt like you weren't keeping up. I'll do stuff with Annie. Yeah. Shoot. That's I how I feel. That. I'm like, we're running the same so pace of humor. So I just really, I appreciate you and what you do and what you do for this community. Oh, I don't, it's, it's so needed. And I don't, like, I don't listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. I don't because like I'm like, how can I listen to an hour of talking? But yes. you like I'm like, I want to hear everything everybody says. <laughs> I want to know because it's how you it's what you ask and it's how how you do it. Oh, that you. makes it just so beautiful You're too nice for to us. Me. So thank you. Thank you. You're very sweet. Um, can we do one last question? Yes. Because the show is called That Sounds Fun. <laughs> Tell me what you do for fun right now. My most fun thing in the world is playing air hockey and beating people in What? It. I didn't know that. Do you have an air hockey table at your house? I do not have it at my house. I meet people at Dave & Buster's and I <laughs> kick their tails. I meet people at Dave & Buster's. The only person I refuse to beat is my little nine-year-old niece. Yeah. But 
like I've beat. I've beaten small children yeah. at air hockey. I've beaten... Are you where you can I, play I, right I, now? Can we go over the Christmas break or do we need to wait? I need to wait. Okay. Um, I would love to go to David Buster's with you. But I am... Can we do skee-ball too, though? I love skee-ball. I love skee-ball. I just... Air hockey, for some reason, I'm so competitive with it. Like, uh-huh. I... I There's a, a girl in my fan club who is blind uh-huh. and I... I you just still. closed my eyes and yeah, and, and, y'all just and go. beat her. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and my mom's like, "You can't, you can't do that." Right. And I'm like, "Yes, I can. I, I will." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. I, it's it's my favorite. Do you want thing. an air hockey table at home, or do you like I that? It's feel a like Buster's? it's it would be a slippery slope for me. Okay, and so it's why I have not. David Buster has a reason for you to get out mm-hmm. and to go somewhere. Yeah, I got you. I, I feel like you. it should not be at my house. Yeah, um, at my house, what I do for fun are puzzles. Oh, me I literally too. have a puzzle room. Oh, do you? I it's supposed I I hear that that room in your house is supposed to be a dining room, but I don't use it for that. No, no, no. So it just always has a puzzle on yeah. it. And it's what my friends and I do when they come over. I know it makes it sound boring, but What like, do you do you get them at McKay's? Do you get used ones or do you get brand new ones at Target? I, I don't get um used ones cuz I'm a little Jeremy. Ger- that's yeah. Jeremy. Yeah, yeah that's I different. I just don't know what you've done over your puzzle. Thank you. So sure. I just am a book no, no yeah. not even that. Our, so, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, nothing. Everything, everything from Target, Walmart, yeah, yeah. something new. Amazon. Uh, our friend Joy. Do you know at Joy Egret Reed? I feel like you. Would oh know yeah. Joy. Okay. I, well, I met her because at the If Gathering. That's you exactly guys. right. That's exactly right. When I met you. Um, her and her husband just did a puzzle that's also an escape game. I'm sorry. I, what? Yes. So you put the puzzle together, and it actually doesn't look the same. She did this on Insta Story. It doesn't look the same as the cover of the picture. What? Because they've changed things from the cover. Because you have to solve. No. Doesn't that sound awesome? Wait, where is this? An escape game puzzle. I don't know. I'm going to text her and ask her, and I'll get it to her. I have to have it. And that sounds so fun because there's all these numbers all over. And, like, on the picture, there's a drawer closed. And when you put the puzzle together, the drawer's open. No. And that Okay, please. (laughs) Please. I know. We're going to get that from Joy. Okay. Um, Okay. Is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to talk about? I feel like we've talked about my whole life. We've really done it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, We haven't talked about everything because you got to come back next year. Okay, perfect. Love you. You're the best. Love you. You guys, don't you just love her to pieces? I just, I'm telling you, I can't wait. We're really going to write this Hallmark movie where that's, that she stars in, and we'll find her an Italian man. If you know a man who wants to date Melinda Doolittle, you know how to find her on Instagram. And then make sure you give her a follow. Tell her thanks for being on the show and how much you are looking forward to that Christmas record next year. And make sure you go and see her live. She'll be out and about. Remember, she told you to look it up online, find out all the shows, and go to one that is close to you. And make sure you grab one of her albums if you haven't yet. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find, especially this month where you're hearing from me every single day. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. F for festive because that girl, Melinda, is festive. What a joy she is. So fun to have her here. Annie F. Downs, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you can need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out and do something that sounds fun to you. I'll do the same. Enjoy these couple of Christmas stories at the end of our episode from our guests this year. And we'll see you tomorrow on the fourth Sunday of Advent with our pastor of the pod. You know we had to have him on, Pastor Kevin Queen. We'll see you all tomorrow. I'm Clay Scroggins, and I am the author of How to Lead in a World of Distraction. My favorite Christmas memory, I think I was 10 years old, and the only thing I wanted for Christmas was MC Hammer 
please hammer don't hurt him <laughs> i got that cassette tape i was over the moon about that mm-hmm. and listen to it it's one of those albums al- albums it was a cassette tape that i got and it did not disappoint i mean cover to cover a side b side <laughs> i mean on repeat for at least two years of my childhood. Please hammer, don't hurt them. Merry Christmas, y'all. <laughs> Hi, it's Hillary Scott from Lady Annabellum, and my favorite Christmas memory is so many years in a row in the little neighborhood that I grew up in, we were the family that would force our neighbors to go caroling. <laughs> really? So we would hand out sheet music with the lyrics to all of the you know classic Christmas songs, and, and we would go door to door and go caroling. We were that family. Hey, everybody. I'm Dustin Nickerson, uh, stand-up comedian and host of the podcast, Don't Make Me Come Back. They're a funny podcast about family. My family has so many Christmas memories, but I, what I want to say here is I, there are many things that I would have to say about my dad, but man, oh man, uh, do I, did I love how my dad did Christmas. I was raised by a single dad. My mom was another picture when I was like five. And my dad did not make a lot of money, but he went big at Christmas every year. Like we would, he would, he's a gift giver. And I look back, as an adult, knowing how much money he made and knowing how much he was spending there, I was like, he was running it in the red. This, he was just, I mean, he was buying us stereos and TVs. I was like, dad, we're poor. We can't afford these things. But he would do it because that's how he knew how to love us. And as I look back, like my dad had many flaws as a human, but he did his very best to let my sister and I know that Our family had its issues and its struggles, and we weren't as whole as we once were, but he was going to do everything that he could to show us that we were important and that he loved us and that he would show us through the best way he knew how, which is to run up some credit card debt every Christmas. So that's my favorite Christmas memory. 